you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here with Move the Sticks. Before you get to your episode, Bucky, tell them what's coming up on our show this week. We're going to break down my top 10 for my latest mock draft, and also we're going to dig deep into the running back position in this draft class. Also, we're going to critique producer TD's jump shot. You're going to want to hear this. The Around the NFL podcast would win a pickup game against Daniel Jeremiah. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Zeuser. Whoa. Mm. Look at you. <laughs> that all about. A little pep in your step, Wes, after uh, your little road trip with your little girlfriend. I went on the road trip by myself. Oh, really? Yeah. I like that he changed up the routine, though. Got to keep it fresh. Hey, Zeuser. In a lot of ways, you're changing up the routine. A, a journey of self-introspection? Yes. Self-introspection. Yes, very Always nice. going to double up on the self there. Absolutely. And what did you learn about yourself yesterday? I learned that Malibu was gorgeous. <sighs> did you ever at one point look out over the cliffs and go, Malibuya! <laughs> I did not. I was thinking of Donnie from the Big Lebowski. Because, you know, he surfed from La Jolla up to, uh, where did he go? Leo Carrillo? That's a line from the movie, I think. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Well, <laughs> Pismo, welcome back. Pismo Beach, I think, was in there. Uh, yeah, I got I to gotta rewatch that wonderful film, Coen Brothers. You like it's almost, Coen Brothers? Oh, yeah. Love it's almost it. 20 years old. That'll make you feel old. I know. The late 90s. Mark, a uh, little quiet downstairs. How you doing? I didn't want to interrupt the yeah. – well, I was busy downstairs doing work. But up here, I didn't want to interrupt Wes's narrative, whatever was happening there, your journey. Hope you had fun. Do you, In a way, do you resent Wes's get, getting to go on a solo journey midweek? Do you want to do that maybe? I have driven that road probably 50 times. So, A, I think it's beautiful. 
Uh, but no, I'm not yearning to do that right at the moment, no. All right, good. Very plugged into my duties. A wine tour National guy once League. told me that Malibu is the longest city in America at 27 miles. I think there's signage once you on the PCA. Well, who cares? You're right, though. It's, <laughs> it's all coastline and canyons. What's not to love? It's nice. It's very nice. Everybody should come to Southern California at least once in their life. This is the Wednesday edition, Greg, of the Around the NFL podcast, sponsored by uh, no one. Um, the Slack people got back to me, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The, um, I, when I tweeted out Wednesday's or Monday's podcast and expressed my bitter disappointment with, of course, the big development Slack now advertising on the Bill Simmons podcast, um, I said that they were um, not, you know, deceitful people, basically, is what I said. And they came back and said, it is, a very, it is very much a one-sided falling out. We still think you're a very decent fellow. Wait a minute. That's like they didn't. What read does that their, mean? They didn't read the article. That means we're getting paid somewhere else. So hey, we're fine with you. Well, that means you've been giving them free promotion nonstop, and they want it to continue. So they continued the conversation, and it worked like a charm. Well, if anyone has here, we are again talking about Slack. If anybody has any plan. doubts, I declare vengeance upon Slack Inc. I mean, Dan. Quit slacking. Don't sign up for slacking. Hold on. Today. I mean, to declare got vengeance, you've got to stop letting them play you like a fiddle. I mean, <laughs> what do you, you mean? you've given them probably 70, 80 minutes of airtime over the past two months, and they're happy. We're, like, we're, we're eight minutes into the show, and we've just spent the last three talking about slack. For the fifth straight show. Stop slacking. So, Don't sign up. Wh- what you're telling sponsors is the best thing to do is to get you to talk about a sponsor initially, to think that maybe you're hooking them in, and then they just do nothing. And you just keep talking about them. Then you get upset at them, and you talk about them more. Do you know what's really pouring salt in the wound here? Hmm. The uh, the leader of Slack was in some Business Monthly article. The, one of our listeners sent us the link. They basically have all this money sitting around for advertising. That's basically Ooh. he was bragging about it. They have so much extra money right now. They don't know what to do with it. I'll get my revenge. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Today's show. Uh, another good one. A lot of news still in the NFL as free agency uh, is now more than a week old and teams continue to assemble their rosters for the 2016 season. So we'll get into some big news, including some huge news over uh, on the throne of ease. Um, we'll bring back our speed round to get to take care of as many topics as possible to give our insight analysis uh, with you know, just a dash of mirth, Greg. What's up? Just a little bit. A dash. And uh, and then we will dig into a, a wonderful piece, one of the, the best I've seen in some time, by Mark Sessler, uh, t- entitled uh, Collateral Damage, colon, Players Hurt by Free Agency. So not every player – not the news isn't always about the guy that takes the money. It's sometimes about the guy that was already there or the guy that wanted the money. Collateral Damage, mm. really nice title. Not convinced you've even clicked onto the page so that it lo- it's located on, but I appreciate. I hold the print out in my say. hand. Well, just like I loved Wes's piece. Mm-hmm. Just like that, which uh, you've yet to read. Oh, <laughs> the words just must have poured out of your fingers. You could tell you had joy as you wrote that piece <laughs> about football. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about the NFL. We'll talk about Greg's Greg's life. How's Greg? Greg's great. Greg's you seem right. a little low key too. Greg's so, talking in the, the third energy person. is a little low right now, guys. The energy is low. What you want me to scream and yell? You're talking about Slack. What's there to say? 
<laughs> it's review week for Greg. That's true. A lot Is that of why? Stress. Yeah, a lot of stress there. Okay. No. Don't be stressed. Oh, we have our big group dinner tonight, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Is that on your mind a little bit? As yeah, I, well, I've been waiting for you to hit the hardcore sex discussion you said <laughs> was going to happen. I'm sorry, what? The, the, he sent that. Thanks for reading the rundown, Mark. Dan sends a rundown. He said that was going to be part of the open, but I feel like we've taken up uh, all the time where there is for the open, so that'll have to be tabled to next show. Yeah, I mean, every you guys, I don't know if you notice, every rundown I send out to the group has some type of note. I have noticed that. Yeah. yeah. Well, this one was hardcore sex discussion. Missed. I, I did Maybe miss next it. show. <laughs> Let's do some news. Hey, 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 you're killing me, man. Don't mess with the genius. All right, you got me. What was that? Anybody know? Rex Ryan, that's my boy, professing his love for Tom Brady. Oh, and Bill wow. Well I, done. I never saw that's my boy. You're Un- not the only one. Underrated acting performance by, by Brady there. Brady and I believe Lawyer Malloy. <laughs> who, who would know that? I have not seen the actual movie, but I remember when they would show the, the clips. I believe it's Brady and Lawyer Malloy, his old buddy. All right, good. Sounds terrible. Uh, we'll start with the big news on the throne of ease. Uh, Chandler Jones, the defensive end, a first-round pick of the team four years ago, has been a um, you know very productive player for them, a good pass rusher, had 12 and a half sacks and four forced fumbles uh, in the 2015 season, is out of town entering the final year of his contract. The, pa- the Patriots decided uh, to ship Jones to the Arizona Cardinals, a team that could really use an edge pass rusher in exchange for uh, former first-round pick Jonathan Cooper, a guard who has never lived up to uh, the hype, and a second-round pick, which, of course, is at a premium for a Patriots team that had its first-round pick stripped away uh, during uh, deflate gate. So, Greg, you wrote a piece, and I did read it. I enjoyed wow. it. A defense of the deal, but maybe a, a clear-eyed look at why this deal made sense for both teams. Explain why Patriots fans shouldn't get worried about this trade in which you sent one of your best defensive players to one of the best teams in the NFL. Well, history shows, you know, for the most part, they make pretty good forward-thinking moves. And I think this is one of them that they looked at Chandler Jones and this point's been made as a guy that they were not going to re-sign after next season. So are you a team like the Dolphins who really gets nothing back for an Olivier Vernon type who I think is a very Ooh, good shot at the Dolphins. Comp- I think it's a very good comparison. Woof, I, think, woof. I think that contract scared, maybe not didn't scare the Patriots, but it set the market. for. This is a guy who's maybe not quite a pro bowler. Chandler Jones has made one pro bowl, but he's not you know, a top five defensive end, uh, but he's very productive. He's a good athletic young player. What's he going to get? He's going to get about $50 million guaranteed. They have Dante Hightower. They have Jamie Collins. They also have Malcolm Butler is going to be a restricted free agent. I It doesn't surprise me that Belichick looked at Chandler Jones out of that group and thought he's going to be – quite possibly the most expensive out of that group, and the guy we value the least. They love Hightower as a leader. They love Collins' versatility. Uh, There's been some thoughts about Chandler Jones a little up and down. And, oh, by the way, he was found, you know, in the snow, naked outside of a police station (laughs) in January. People sleeping on that a little bit. The factor. Hey, these things happen. It's not – not shouldn't be like a crazy uh, thought to think a team might want to cut ties at that point. When a man wanders high on drugs into a, a police uh, station. <laughs> Scatter report. Prone to wandering into snowdrifts. 
<laughs> well, I I don't want to make it sound like I'm dumping on Jones though, because I don't think I think by all accounts he was a a good teammate, an agreeable guy, good energy in the locker Super Bowl room. Champion. I don't. I I think ultimately, if he was 25 percent better, they wouldn't have made the trade. That it's not about. Um, any of that. They got a second round pick back and they got uh, a flyer on a position of need in terms of Jonathan Cooper, who was a top 10 pick and they probably thought was good back then. And I think it makes a lot of sense for the Cardinals too. I mean, they need a pass rush. I think it's fascinating when two great teams that evaluate players very well make a trade like this, because like you said, it isn't Miami or someone getting fleeced and not knowing how to, they don't know what's going on with player X or Y or Z, but it fills a huge need for the Cardinals, and it allows them to maybe even potentially change their draft strategy a little bit by adding. Now, you got them for one year if you're not going to re-sign them. So they're looking at this as a reach for the Super Bowl one more time. But would you? Well, it doesn't make sense. If they don't re-sign them, then it doesn't make sense. I expect Chandler Jones will get a long-term deal with the Cardinals, whether it's this offseason or next. If he leaves the team after one year... That doesn't make sense to me. Well, he probably no snowdrifts in Arizona, so you can take that out of the equation. Dwight Freeney had what eight sacks last year with that team. He probably is unlikely to repeat. And I, would it shock you though? That's one thing. Maybe he's a good, not great player, Chandler Jones. I think he's but very good. Would it, it would is... it shock you? Would it shock you if he had seventeen sacks next year, playing in that defense and really having motivation for a new contract and to maybe stick it to the Patriots a little bit? I think this guy is. And I've been, ever since the Jets passed on Chandler Jones to draft Quentin Copels, I've been uh, angry about that. So the fact that he's now out of the division makes me feel a little bit better. I think he's a great player, and he's a guy that I feared when uh, when the Patriots faced the Jets. Jets. Only six players have more sacks than him over the last three years. He has Ooh. 30 sacks, which is the same number as Von Miller over the last three years. He also has his 12.5 sacks last year are the third most ever in a season by a Patriots defensive player. And he's very versatile, and I don't think he's quite hit his ceiling. And I think that when you heard some things about inconsistency, I think that's that's what they're thinking, that he was a player who would have flashes. But I don't think he was a guy like a Von Miller who's great game after game. You can put him at defensive tackle. I think that's really where he's best is as a defensive tackle pass rushing. on. He won't be doing that in Arizona. On third downs, which he probably isn't doing in Arizona. Pro Football Focus has their pass rush grade among edge rushers, and he never cracked their top 25. Now, that's surprising That's because they don't care about sacks? I I hear what you're saying, but I think on a game-to-game, like, is he wrecking the game basis? I've watched the Patriots a long time. Like, he's not – he isn't at that top – well, you level. haven't even mentioned but su- yet. But he's super athletic. You haven't even mentioned yet. It's absolutely no. It, it's no coincidence that they announced Chris Long signing on the same day. Right. Chris Long, uh, former Rams uh, pass rusher, signed, <clears throat> signed a one-year deal with the team, according to Rap Sheet. Uh, eight years with the Rams. Cut former number two overall pick. He had fifty-four and a half sacks with the Rams and played good run defense. Now a classic hold the fort guy to borrow borrow a Parce- Parcells ism. So if he's healthy, you can get 90% of the production that you got out of Chandler Jones at a fraction of the cost. Wow. 90? Pick up That's a, a lot. You'd, you'd be if lucky. he's healthy, he can outproduce Chandler Jones. And if, if he's still I mean, good. Right. You don't know, but he could. Well, it's a position where they're deep. They have Jabal Sheard, who was good last year. You have Rob Ninkovich, who plays a ton of snaps. You have a third and a fourth-round pick from last year's draft, uh, which I think was part of it. They love this guy, Trey Flowers, uh, who got injured in training camp but was expected to have a big role, Geno Grissom. So they it, they feel like it's a position we can replace this guy this year and not get too much worse. 
and you know get get these picks back. I mean, the the best thing in the NFL contract wise is a rookie contract where the player is somewhat productive and they don't have their first round pick this year. And you want to get as many of those as you can. Now they have four in the top 100. Who is the player that they like? Trey Flowers, I believe, is his I'm name. You want to make flowers gotcha. today? <laughs> gotcha. Surprised the NFL didn't take him away retroactively for Deflategate. Um, so, yeah, that's the deal. And, by the way, we should figure out, you know, is this good for the Patriots? It's a ba- if it's bad for the Patriots, let's let's check in. Let's see, let's see what, what the gods think. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> I say we trust them. How great for our planet. Oh, oh wait a minute. Oh, New England. Oh. Who was Greg, that? that flies in the face of the long analysis piece you wrote yesterday well, saying <laughs> this was a big win for the Patriots. Well, I said it was a good move for both teams. It's a win-win. Why can't things be a wait, win-win? Just, but I that did just, not sound like a I win-win. I want to back up. Like, yeah. wh- in this scenario, who are the aliens? Chris Long and... What, what is he? No, the Cardinals? I think, I think a lot of people are asking questions about who are these aliens and the people of New England are trusting. And I don't maybe this is who Chandler Jones was talking to that night out on the police station. Massachusetts <laughs> comes off slightly naive in the scenario that we just heard. Um, it a little, sounded like Lakeisha Jackson, though, from our news desk. Love Lakeisha. It was a, an alien sounding. I mean, it, that's what I thought. A little pull back the curtain when we, we produced this. There, there was some voice acting from Mark Sessler as well in there. Um, when word got back downstairs to the boss, he kind of called it out as hack. And listen, maybe it is a little hack, but it's fun. We're having fun here. Well, I had to come back at you for something. You keep, you know, doing this throne of ease stuff. Meanwhile, Jets don't have their your precious quarterback. Well, no, I mean, there was a casting anything. sheet that said, come in and play naive mass hole. And I was like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I should make as just a little yeah. aside. Um, the P scale is up to seven. Oh, OK. On Ryan Fitz. OK. Can I point out something about the Cardinals in this trade? Please. So the most Cam Newton ever got pressured all season was in the Super Bowl. The game before that against the Cardinals was the least he ever got pressured all season, 20.7% of dropbacks. This is Cardinals' biggest weakness by far. Bruce Arians talked about it after the season. In between saying all that we needed to do was play at home, he admitted they needed pass rushing help. And and I th- and I think – I think they're a defense where a guy like Chandler Jones might maybe he's better off. I mean, maybe he'll have a chance to explode because they are, they blitz so much. They make it tough. They set up. They make Marcus Golden look good. Like he is the most talented guy. They they're a better defense than the Patriots. By the way, Chandler Jones uh, played less snaps than two of than Sheard and uh, a lot of players leave New England playoffs. and do literally nothing too. So this could be another Belichick. I don't think scheme. he'll be one of those. He's too good. He's too. We'll good. see. Let's see. And you better hit on that second round pick. I'm just saying, I don't think the Patriots are better now than they were yesterday. That's all. We'll see what happens. I agree with that. The Denver Broncos, they're keeping C.J. Anderson. And Wes applauds because C.J. Anderson no, signed a not four- at all. I All right, we'll get into that. A four-year, $18 million offer sheet with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and the Denver Broncos and John Elway have elected to match that offer sheet, which keeps Anderson in Denver, uh, the team where he spent the last four seasons, Elway, 
um, confirmed this on Twitter. We have high expectations in, uh, for CJ, and we're glad that he's back. Wes, I said that because you were talking up CJ Anderson, but I guess maybe you're about to tell me that, that that's too much money for CJ Anderson. No, not at all. It's just it's, I'm confused now, Wes. John Elway could not have bungled this situation any more uh, than he did. Okay. And he's a great general manager. He just made a bad move because – C.J. Anderson is going to be the third highest paid running back in the 2016 season because of this contract. John Elway could have paid him two point what five million, right? And attached a second round tender to it, scared everyone off, and would have been fine. He tried to save eight hundred thousand dollars by putting a lower tender, and now he is paying three and a half million dollars more because he did that. So that was he tried. You tried to get. It's a good lesson for life. Sometimes you try to go the cheap route. You wind up paying more in the long run. You're that NFL media? <laughs> so I'm talking Wait, about. So question for you, though. <laughs> do you think the Broncos looked at C.J. Anderson and said, no one's going to come after this guy? I mean, that's kind of if you're throwing an RFA on someone that you think has value, there's a risk. And it's like teams keep Chris Hogan goes to New England, Greg. I mean, it's the same old little thing. Maybe they misread the running back market. I mean, you see guys like Lamar Miller and Chris Ivory getting six and a half million dollars a year. It's yeah. Well, C.J. Anderson was on NFL Total Access with our friend Lindsey Rhodes, who he made sure to say hello to right off the bat. He's a fan of Lindsey. Mm, interesting. And C.J. Anderson said I, he sounded like he was expect he was excited and happily surprised what, how good his market was. I don't think he expected four or five teams to be going after him. Well, Elway, yeah, maybe didn't play this right, but it's not like he's getting monster money that's going to kill their cap. And I'm sure they can get out after a couple of years. Four years, $18 million. The question is, if he's – can he play? And, Wes, that I know you're a big fan of his game, but can he put it together for a full season? Is he worth this type of contract? I think it's fair to question whether he can do that. He was he disappeared in the first half of last season. He was playing through injuries, and the Broncos' offensive line was still in flux. But I thought he was really good down the stretch. He was He was their best player down the stretch the year before, too. I think Elway – botched it but I think ultimately it is a good move for them and I think he has a really high ceiling and it was going to be a good move uh, for the Dolphins so they should be happy it's kind of like when he lost Elvis Doomerville to the fax machine mm. didn't work out fax well. fiasco ended up signing 13. Sean Phillips who had a nice season for them they get to the Super Bowl so Elway has a track record he's gonna he's gonna mostly make good moves and if he makes a mistake maybe he'll make up for it It also has sandwich implications because I believe one of our bets was Arian Foster we landing spots one of our props and it might have been me. I think I picked Denver. I don't see Arian Foster going to Denver necessarily at this point. We'll That's going to take a while to play out, it sounds like. But yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, in other news, Mike Wallace, a few years ago, was, I believe, number one on the uh, top 101 free agents list put together by the scientists. Things have uh, you know, gone a little sideways for Mike Wallace in recent seasons. Not a, po- not a productive run in Miami. Traded to the Vikings and really did nothing in his one season there. On Tuesday, he signed a two-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens worth $11.5 million, including $4.5 million guaranteed. So now the contract numbers are starting to come down for Mike Wallace, and he has to start performing to prove that he belongs in this league, Chris Wesley. I believe I had this one. I said about a week ago he's going to go yeah, play the did. Tory Smith role in Baltimore's Ooh, offense. Yeah. Someone Saucy. said it, and I trust you that it was you. It would be weird if you lied about that. So you <laughs> called it, you're saying? Well, I'm saying it made sense. He needs a big-armed quarterback, and they needed a deep threat. They should have a much better wide receiver core, even if Steve Smith isn't quite himself coming back from Achilles surgery. You figure Brashad Barriman will finally be healthy, and Mike Wallace, as opposed to what they were running out there last year. It's about me. (laughs) A little late on that one, Brandon. 
Oh, you're just being too harsh. I think that was fine. Put I down the chisels. I didn't want to cut him off, though. He's making a great point. That, oh, thank you. Nice. L- listen, whenever Wes is patting himself on the back, you just blow in with the it's about me, and Wes will talk right over it. That's part <laughs> of the whole appeal. Next time. Okay. I love Brendan's work. I'm riding Brendan a little bit hard. I get, I get that. Tough but love. It, but it's only because I see the greatness in him. It's like Jim Harbaugh and Colin Kaepernick back in the day. <laughs> like the that alien invasion, okay. throne of invasion drop. Bill Parcells. That's a that was a Brandon production. Did a great job with it. Fine work. Mike Wallace has been a guy who's been paid too much and expected too much. But I think you put him in a very specific role of just he's their deep guy on a team that Joe Flacco uh it, it can throw it deep, and I think he could totally live up to what? this contract and, and be a nice pickup. Nothing crazy, but just a guy that gets seven hundred yards for you. Now that the expectations are lower. <laughs> They, it was a position they really needed. He's not an old guy. He's really be- basically the same player that he was when, when he was producing for Pittsburgh. I think he's just in a better position. He's I, also the guy that just called out his last quarterback. And I yeah, think we all understand that Teddy Bridgewater is not some high-powered, deep thrower. We get it. But at the same time, that's who the Ravens, who do, the Ravens have brought this guy into their building. And, I, you know, listen, Mike Wallace, he did not take any accountability for what's happened over the last couple seasons. Here's the it quote. It was blame someone else. When this process started, this was to the Baltimore Sun, Mike Wallace, I knew that I wasn't going back to Minnesota. I was like, I need a good quarterback. I need a quarterback who I know is proven and can get things done. Flacco, he's always been that guy. I've always loved his deep ball, always. Listen, maybe he's right. But this also feels a little bit like a La Raville Magnifico. La Raville Magnifico. Eh, what do you th- that's not, I don't want this guy in my building. Like, what if Teddy Bridgewater, despite maybe he's not a deep ball artist, you don't throw guys under the bus like that. Joe Flacco should see that and be like, uh-oh. Well, he, Wallace threw the Dolphins under the bus when he left there, too. Well, and he got in that su- Week 17 sideline spat and then went off in the locker room. And it's like, I mean, you're getting that, too, along with all this, oh, he's a great deep threat. As long Great as he can fit. still run. I remember being in the NFL uh, Network green room last fall, and there were some guys in the room, players that, that watched uh, Wallace deep route and said he can't run like he used to. Mm. Uh, if he's lost a couple steps, he's really, as a player, he's limited if he what doesn't have that does, top end speed. Yeah, he doesn't have anything else to his game. <sighs> Let's talk a little Cleveland Browns, Mark. Paul De Podesta, uh, he, of course, is the – uh, former MLB executive who is now teamed with the great Sashi uh, to run the Browns. Sashi had this to say about um, a trip back from the Sloan Sports Analytics Con- Conference. I was standing right in front of them in line, uh, referring to other NFL figures, and I could hear them in back of me, and they were talking trash about me and the Cleveland Browns. I said, "All right, this is like 17 years ago in Oakland again. That's part of the fun." All right, we'll start there. Mark, your thoughts. Well, I, mean, I think what he's – Paulie D. I think they, they just know that they're, the whole team is an easy target after what's played out over the last couple of weeks, and they're really committed to not blowing a lot of money in free agency. They've had some misses too. They should have signed one or two of those players they let out. And, you know, it, I think also when any, any in the NFL, whenever you're trying to do something different, I'm not giving them credit before they've earned it too. But anytime you try to do something starkly different, there's an old boys network and an, an old guard that does not want to see that happen. And so I think the Browns right now are very much the kind of team that every time we turn on NFL Network, they're getting whacked and it's left and right. And they've earned it. 
with what's happened on the field, and but they're not going to try to fix it in one season. I think they're and, saying it's a long process out. Let's face it, too. If the Patriots hired this guy uh, and put him in a high-ranking front office role, they'd be like, ooh, that's smart thinking. But the, with the Browns, there's just an assumption that he's they're going to mess it up uh, based on track record. An assumption they earned. Yes. What, and What qualifies him to be running part of a football operation? We don't know yet. Well, at this point, we that question is not answered at this point. Like, not, I mean, I guess I get like some of the skepticism. That's in fair, hundred percent. But at the same time, anytime anyone tries to do something, I think it's you just said it, Dan. If it were the Cardinals or the Patriots that did it, oh, that innovation. Well, I think the thought is that some of the things that you do as an organization, whether it's a sports organization or any organization, can be carried over. He's not the one picking all the players. He's not that, a GM. That's setting up the processes. I'm not sure and, and if all it can that. be carried over. Well, but every every NFL owner, you're never an NFL owner until you become one. So they have no qualifications. All they've done is own other companies. And a lot of them struggle at being an NFL owner. But some of them, some of them are better than others. I mean, you only learn if, if you get a chance. I mean, you're only going to do it on the job. Perhaps one thing you could say, too, because I was – immediately skeptical like a lot of people were that maybe there is a hint of desperation with the Browns whether it's drafting Johnny Manziel a couple of years ago or now grabbing the baseball guy like they're trying to hit this home run as opposed to maybe building things in a more natural way and it almost it almost feels like a little bit of a shortcut we're going to beat the system this way we're going to get this guy that's a different type of quarterback to shock the league Maybe they just need to do something a little more. Well, I think I the know, biggest problem is, I don't know, we're always talking about this team, and it's probably not even fair to listeners, but it's like <laughs> it's the t- when you're talking about that bad decision X, it was made by one or two regimes ago. Like they keep changing and blowing everything up every two seasons. So either they stick with this and see, give it a real amount of time, like real NFL teams do, and if you don't, then they deserve every bit of criticism. Well, they've getting. done the conventional route. Over and over They've again. They've tried. So it's there's nothing. I'll well, do it the right way. There's more, nothing more conventional than hiring uh, Mike Holmgren. There's nothing more conventional than hiring Mike Lombardi and Joe Banner. Like they've, it's not like they haven't done that. This guy, what's he known for? Finding inefficiencies in the marketplace, right? Right. In baseball, there's a lot more science involved. In football, it's kind of art. You've got to have the instincts to do it, and and I think it's fair to question whether he has instincts to do that. I don't think anyone's saying it's not fair. But it's like he, at the same time, he's he's taken on the job. Like if you took, if you completely went in a new direction, and a lot of people were saying there's no way Chris Wessling could do this. They're probably you, right. No, they, <laughs> or maybe they're wrong though. Maybe you you would have enough belief in yourself. I mean, he took be the an job architect tomorrow. Well, Dee Podesta did kind of reveal a sneaky uh, gem of a place, which is the Indianapolis airport right at the end of the combine. You want to hear some scuttlebutt? You want to see some (laughs) crazy things going around, the coaches walking? Like, if you're just an NFL fan, I might just go Mm. show up at the airport, hang around there all day. You might hear, you might see some things, like a bunch of executives trashing the Browns right in front of them. Or Mark talking to Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. (laughs) Or last year when I had Bruce Arians and Rob Ryan back-to-back in line at Chick-fil-A. See? Tons of stuff. Let at the it, airport. Yeah, at the airport. Wow. Got to love the Indy airport. Other Browns news, Carlos Dansby released. High-profile signing two years ago. His quote, they're in a rebuild, he told Cleveland.com. This will get me closer to my destiny. I'm sure the Bengals are licking their chops now. We'll see about that. And Dwayne Bow released. Dwayne Bow, of course, made $9 million last year. Five catches for 53 yards. A lot of tweets on the Twitter $1.8 million per catch in Cleveland. How many millions per game activated? 
There's a lot well, of stats. one point something guaranteed because he I think he was played seven games or something. So Oof. good to get Disaster him. Disaster signing. Uh, let's hit the speed round. Ooh, afternoon, eight o'clock delight. Yep, eight o'clock delight. Thank you. Uh, Le'Veon Bell says the Steelers will be quote just as dynamic without Antonio Bryant or Martavis Bryant. Uh, this was said on the R and B podcast. Uh, Mark, is that insanity? No, it's not because I think Pittsburgh showed us last year that when one or two guys go down, they can still be. It's going to hurt them, but they can be as dynamic. Yes. Interesting. Chris Johnson visiting the Miami Dolphins had a nice little run there, Greg, with the Cardinals before slowing down and then getting hurt. Anything going to be left in the tank? Dolphins need a running back. Chris C.J. Anderson to Chris Johnson is like it's a not a good move. Such a Dolphins thing to do. Wait until after the Cardinals use him up, then sign him. I was looking forward to your uh, analogy there. Or is it a metaphor? I don't even know. Olivier Vernon to Mario Williams. Okay. Uh, Brandon LaFell, unemployed wide receiver, visiting the Bengals. Of course, the Bengals have lost Muhammad Sanu and Marvin Jones. Kid Brandon LaFell uh, have some success, Greg, in that offense. Oh, yeah. Get Dalton and LaFell together. Magic is sure to follow. <laughs> Uh, the Raiders uh, will re-sign left tackle Donald Penn, Chris Wessling. You know, the Raiders got a decent offensive line now, don't they? Don't be surprised if they have the best offensive line in the NFL. Wow. Gabe Jackson, a Pro Bowl quality guard. They signed Kelechi Assembly. They have a Pro Bowl quality center. And now they have their left tackle back. What about that- Jarrah says that they have the greatest offensive line of all time. Is it better than the Cowboys? Well, they might. They might do certain areas better than the Cowboys. They might Put that in your Facebook cell, social people. And smoke it. Uh, Junior Gallette re-signs with the Redskins, uh, one-year deal up to $4.1 million. Uh, had defected there from New Orleans last year, then blew his Achilles, Greg. You think he's going to be a difference maker? People were talking him up last summer. He, he's a good pass rusher, and he's a big-time head case. Halfway. <laughs> Sounds like a jerk. Perfect for your team. You like those rogues, Greg. <laughs> right, my, the team I'm the general manager of. Uh, yeah. Bruce Irvin says, I would never be able to reach my potential in Seattle system. Uh, he believes if he can pass rush more, he could be a superstar. Mark, is he going to be uh, get some nice medicine and a comeuppance? Yeah, he might get some medicine, but that's a nonsensical statement. I mean, you can't be the player you want to be in one of the best defenses of our lifetime. But we talked about this. He's going to be rushing the passer way more in Oakland than he did in Seattle. The Raiders are coached by a Seattle Seahawks assistant. The same JPP. Defense. JPP, my hand is perfectly fine. Put the that cl- in your pipe and smoke the it, The club is gone, and the fear is in the eyes of Chris Wesley. No club. He's got to be great. Don't you need a thumb and a finger to squeeze things? Mike Tannenbaum, the 2016 Finns would beat the crap out of the 15 Finns. Mark, one word. He's ripping his own team that he built last year, <laughs> so I don't know. He should know better than we do. Quinton Copels, who oh. you might remember as a Jets first rounder, who wasn't as bad as Vernon Golston, now signs a two-year contract with the Rams. Not even worth the speed round. And speed round. Sorry, Nate Ebner. Chase your Olympic dreams. Got bumped else. out of the speed round into nowhere. But I will say, I do. I'm curious if you guys have ever played rugby. I have once. No. No. Is Irish football the same as rugby? Rugby? Is no. No. Couldn't tell you. I played that once. Very physical game. No pads. <laughs> once was enough for you, is what you How'd saying. that go for you? One and done. Yeah. Those are the kind of sports where, like, you don't. You're not wearing equipment, and you come out with someone having put a fist into like the middle of your forehead at like a high speed. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this again? 
Isn't it? <laughs> before our listeners get at you, isn't it called Gaelic football? Wow, maybe. Probably. Yeah, rugby was one of those Sounds things right. in college that seemed Gaelic like if football, you were in, right. if you were on the rugby team, it was it was essentially like joining a cult. Yes. They were their own air, you know, nothing against them necessarily, but it was no, not at all. It was their own area of the world that I would never know about. And they one were the true, uh, well, and they, it, it typically draws plenty of female interest, so you could see why that cult might be attractive. What does really? What, Greg? You've never seen like a rugby team in a bar? Where it's like a bunch of like six foot three, muscle bound dudes with like crew cuts. I've never seen a rugby guy talk to a girl before. Yeah, I they, I, they just play, get their you teeth knocked out, and then living? drink. Hockey players. Those guys get that ah, hockey play. I never, I never quite. Got I, that I didn't. That dynamic is true in high school, and I never understood that. I can't back that up, Dan. I worked at a minor league hockey facility. They do well, don't they? They did very well, and they smell the worst. Of Wait, any Greg squinted his eyes at the hockey players drawing. I didn't know Wait, hockey. Wait, in the high school, you went. Who? What was like the big? Draw for Tennis the players. opposite sex. <laughs> Tennis <laughs> players. Wherever <laughs> I was, baby. <laughs> Tennis players and band leaders. I I don't even remember. It was high school a hockey? I don't even remember. Oh, hockey. for heaven's hockey sakes. Wait, didn't sport. you go to high school in New England? How yeah. is hockey not a big deal? You know, it is. Greg was like cryogenically frozen until age 32. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, there wasn't rugby in high school. Like no, rugby is not, at, you know, growing up was not a major American sport. But hockey, I mean, especially in the Northeast. Come wouldn't on, it not necessarily be a surprise if someone really dug in on Greg's past and it did start in like 2004? <laughs> <laughs> and there was no and like because like something like driving a strawberry truck is to make deliveries is kind of like something somebody would make up to try to fill in a past. Yeah. <laughs> so you think I was born at age twenty? I don't know. How about the Delaware? I don't know if it's supernatural or your scientific experiment by the government or have you ever bled? Do you have blood <laughs> in you? <laughs> well, you're going down a different road that he's not even human. Maybe he was created by the league. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> to give expert football analysis, that would that would mean you maybe would never die. I would be all for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sign anyway, Mark Sessler, um, talented. I think we know that. Interesting. Uh, dangerous. Wrote a piece on NFL.com. Collateral damage: colon players hurt by free agency and. Uh, uh, Mark writes that free agency marks the best and worst of times for NFL players. For every big-name free agent who inks a cap-shaking contract, someone else on the roster is out of work. Here's a look of, at players who's – I'm just going to read Do we need right to now. read this word by <laughs> word? Here's this a look at players who suffered collateral damage during the free agency period. Good use of a hyphen. Their football futures have taken a hit. And right at the top of the list. Wow, that's the most Dan's read of any of our work. I really there. enjoyed this piece by Mark. Brian Hoyer, right? It feels like a little bit of a shot to Brian Hoyer. Cleveland Springsteen. Uh, Alphabetical you know, order, why bro. Is he got, oh, is that what you did? No, it's not. But Okay. Why Brian <laughs> Hoyer? Why has he suffered collateral damage? I guess he's still unemployed, so that can't be good. Well, the first problem for Brian Hoyer is he's the kind of quarterback that I think any front office, if you go into your offseason process with him as your starter, it's a huge priority to replace Brian Hoyer. We've seen that happen two years in a row. And, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. They go out and get a guy, they say, checks all the boxes. They're paying every dollar in Houston to this guy. And Brian Hoyer, at this point, <laughs> is either entrenched in the deep distance as a number two, or maybe you trade him to a team that's so bad that they would take Brian Hoyer as the starting quarterback. This is what Brian Hoyer has to do now. It's time, because it's not fair to Brian Hoyer that he becomes a punching bag now every year. A nice guy. He's a nice guy and a good enough, you know, 
mid to lower tier quarterback. He's a perfect backup quarterback. He should be making, you know, six million a year on a two year contract. And yet he keeps on getting put in these situations where he's in the starters mix, but I don't know if that's happening this year unless he goes to the Jets. Oh my God. Can happen. Nineteen touchdowns and seven interceptions. I mean, it has to that loss in the playoffs was so costly for him. Killed who knows him. who knows what would have happened this offseason if he had played well that game. I don't think Killed they would have kept him, do you? You know as well as I do that offense was smoking mirrors. Yes. I don't think the owner would have demanded that he they get rid of uh, him or replace oh, him. Oh, by the starter. way, he's still on the roster. Well, it's getting. I'm saying they oh, wouldn't have they wouldn't there? have accepted okay. him yeah. as their starter Excuse though. With it, it, had they won that wild card game, 19 to 16. It does seem like they're gonna try to trade him for a low pick just because the I don't know the vibe. Get him out of the building. Yeah, just get him out. I almost don't want to bring up the next one, Mark, because you've said that it's unfair to the listeners that we bring up the Browns. Well, we've talked enough about this team. You say the next quarterback has taken collateral damage. Why? Don't we all know why? I mean, I think they've lost. They lost half their offensive line. <laughs> I don't. Line. I really don't. Well, they lost half their offensive line, and as it stands today, how does a team that last year had the least amount of firepower and talent on offense suddenly have less? I mean, it's a terrible setup for whether you're a bridge quarterback or a rookie that gets drafted and gets tossed in the fire. I mean, it's not a good situation as it stands today. At least you get Hugh Jackson if you're that that's quarterback. Your, that's the positive. I mean, their next quarterback might be the guy who's still there on the roster, Josh McCown. Andy on Dalton's roster. on this list, and I can guess it's because he's lost weapons, hasn't he, Mark? Yeah, am I responding to every one of these? I think that anyone could could respond, but <laughs> Marvin Jones, Mohamed Sanu out the building, and and also I think you mentioned now you just Jackson. ensure that I'll be teeing you up for you do not do not area you podcast hour to have less airtime, <laughs> please. I think please the biggest talking. issue for Andy Dalton along with the receivers is losing Hugh Jackson too. They've got it. They've got to find out. It's a lot of coaching turnover on that team last couple of years, and it's now his third offensive coordinator in what four seasons. And what happened last year, it seemed like a good match. So, If you thought Tom Brady to Brandon LaFell was the worst play in football, wait till you see Andy Dalton to Brandon LaFell. Yeah, <laughs> although I do think people got to pipe down a little bit. I'm like, wow, how are they going to replace Sanu, their number six yeah, receiver, exactly. who had 390 yeah. yards? And he's gotten talked up more than just about anyone. I think Marvin Jones was a legitimate weapon there. But what they have shown is that they can draft. They and draft well. Exactly right, Greg. And Mohamed Sanu is going to have a good year for the Falcons. I'm Predicting it right now. And really? they could see that. And they're the type of team they just kind of wait till that they have the need, and then they just draft it. Like they're not, they're not too cute. So they'll draft a receiver this year. I think you'd be when you start with AJ Green, Tyler Eifert, and Gio Bernard as your first three options in the passing game. You're just fine. Wait, but, I mean, I agree with Mark that losing Hugh Jackson. I mean, that he brought about Andy Dalton's best season. Why would Muhammad Sanu yeah. thrive in Atlanta after getting lost in the mix in Cincinnati? Because look who was there in Cincinnati. Atlanta doesn't have an A.J. Green and a Tyler. Well, also, got only a is that and when A.J. Green when was just dropping passes like crazy I mean. as a starter, he I also had two that. of his biggest games when A.J. Green was out of the lineup. He also, while he was dropping passes, was making some phenomenally yeah, difficult. True. He, can, he has a stronger arm than Andy Dalton. <laughs> Still taking shots at Dalton, Mark, which well, leads me. I not, but he does have a stronger arm than Andy Dalton. T.J. Yeldon, a Jacksonville Jaguars running back. Man, he had he had the world eaten out of his hand, didn't he, Mark? And then here comes Chris Ivory <laughs> wow. on a new free agent deal. I thought, this was, away, sort of a, I thought this was a bit of an odd signing, but I could see why. I mean, they keep trying to anchor one guy as their running back, and it keeps failing. So 
Chris Ivory. You know, you got two guys that had injury issues last year. Maybe that makes one functional running back, and Ivory's a good red zone, better, maybe a better option than Yeldon in the red zone and short yard. Well, they're not putting their team together to help out fantasy football players. It makes a lot of sense that you want two guys that can have 200 carries, unless you have a top five running back, and TJ Yeldon did not show enough to think he's that, then that's the approach to go. Get three or four. There you go. I think, Bring yeah. Toby Gerhardt back. If Ivory would have went somewhere. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. I don't think Toby's getting a job. Denard Robinson is a good player, too. I like having him as just kind of like your third guy, special teams guy. Like, he's a good guy. Chris Ivory, give him 180 carries. Let's, and, and away we go. Sam Bradford also on this list, Mark. And I know um, Bradford is a guy that you have some <laughs> misgivings about, especially, especially with Chase Montana in the building. Yeah, Mark. Mark. Yeah, I put this here because of Chase Daniel. I mean, he, you know, he made a lot of money, Bradford, and it's all he does: make a ton of money, be as boring as possible, keep you getting paid. You just hate guys who make money. That's it's that not also that. comes out a lot. I'll say it's we've said it before. What, remember that one super gutsy like Sam Bradford win that like just absolutely <laughs> seared your heart and conscience? No, because it's was, never happened. His rookie year, there was some games where people were like, whoa. Well, I actually, oh, when he was paired with Pat Shermer? It was like 10 years I ago. I actually do have a game that comes to mind, and I think it was a tie, which is the most Sam Bradford. <laughs> oh, the Niners-Rams game. The Niners-Rams yeah. game where they went back and forth, but they wound up they wound up tied, and he played well against a That game. was Danny Amendola's show. Just well, carrying Sam Bradford up and down I, the field. At least oh, I remember that. Too. But it's bad that the most memorable Sam Bradford game was a tie. It's very well. Fit. It's very poetic, I think. <laughs> and you always save the hammer drop mark for your last. Ooh, one. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, hammer oh, yeah. drop. The Tennessee Titans backfield situation of Bishop Sankey, Antonio Andrews, and Davy Cobb. Dig in, Mark. <laughs> Let us know as Greg throws the paperwork at well, You Mark. said the energy was low. I'm bringing it up because of Mark. Mark <laughs> Greg's Alan. notebook just Mark's landed Alan on my head. Really getting me going. Dig in. Dig in on this, Mark, please. Well, you know, whether you like the move or not, they went and got to Marco Murray, and I think that's a huge statement that says the rest of the roster goes sit on the bench. That, that is collateral damage, no doubt. Half these guys might not even make the team. Yeah, I think Bishop Sankey's collateral damage was his, his game film. I mean, just his, his play. Oh, wow. Hey. Well, I'm just saying, he played himself out of that job. It's not like, yeah. it, you know, it's not like DeMarco did anything wrong. And that was Greg's, That was Mark's piece. You don't even have to read it because we went <laughs> point by point. I think people are following your advice. It has like 30 comments after being on the site for like a full day. No, it's been tweeted like bad. 12 times. Comments are overrated in terms of measuring page views. I know for a fact. Also in terms of what they bring to light. Well, that's true, too. I know for a fact this has been one of, if not the highest ranking, uh, most read articles on NFL.com on, on March 16th. On this Wednesday, March 16th. Collateral <laughs> damage with Mark Sessler. Uh, Gaelic football is an Irish team sport, a form of football derived from traditional Irish ball games played between two teams of 15 players on a rectangular grass pitch. Does that sound like what you were involved in? I was, yeah, I was like 10. So I have very vague memories of it, but I remember being very physical. And I was like, let me play soccer again. Oh, 10. Interesting. Yeah. Were you in Ireland? No, but my town is like remarkably Irish where I grew up, mm. Pearl River. In fact, we have the third biggest St. Patrick's Day parade in the eastern seaboard. When I was in, about Ca- that? When I was in County Cork. It's surprising you hate other countries so much with that <laughs> background. That's not true at all. When I was in County Cork, I saw a Gaelic football game, and those guys are hooligans. After the <laughs> game, they just went nuts. They came tearing through the streets, 
jumping out of a van, throwing things around. It was what? it was crazy. This does not play into your theory, Mark, that the women are they they attract. All right, women you know what? Someone. I guarantee someone listening to this knows what I'm talking about. I've, I'll never forget being in a bar about. in Boulder one time when the Australian visiting rugby team. Well, they have I, accents. No, but it, it's I've seen it in other dynamics. It's like it's like basically like 16 to 17 super muscle bound superhero type like what what's not to like if you're a female i mean it's it's fantastic <laughs> i i would think there's they have more. great bods i didn't there know might be more bods. to life than just that it's not every female but there were enough females who were like i like this bar it's fun right now i didn't know all those guys had hot bods but i guess if they're at the professional level yeah they're well, they're, they're, they're not like I'm talking to more amateur it's Sunday morning. Let's get together. I'm thinking more like the not like a 52 year old guy that plays rugby on the. No one does that, but like a 20. <laughs> like it's all they're all like 25 year olds. I don't see what's the. Why are we not connecting the dots here? Like gotcha. bunch of like beefy athletes in a bar. Every woman looking the other way must talk to a Rhodes Scholar. Hockey players though, <laughs> please. You're you a Rhodes Scholar? No, I'm saying like good luck even getting in there to talk to you when you're in that situation. You just gotta set the place on fire, literally. <laughs> Get the uh, fire alarm on. Uh, <laughs> this feels like its own podcast. Uh, all right, we got to go. This is um, the Wednesday edition of the show. We will be back Thursday. We come right back at you. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Maybe more uh, hooligan talk. A lot of stuff. There's an endless supply of convo with the Around the NFL team. And we'll soon find out, hopefully. We'll rank hot bods across different sports. Hottest rugby bods. <laughs> That's that would do well. Idea. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, thank you for everyone for listening. Uh, we love our listeners. Until um, until then, this is Dan Hansa signing off for Quiet Storm, the muscle hamster mailman, the boss, <laughs> and the Irishman behind the glass. Till Thursday. Okay. <laughs> um, where do we put down chisels, guys? Take a long lunch. <laughs> they got fired a long time ago. Water <laughs> boss. They were here for a day. <laughs> Bathroom boss. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.